the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomkline.com. And while you're there... Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. That's right. It's a live show. You can call into the beautiful studio here in Elk Grove Village, 312-642-5600. And be sure to check out our sponsors, Tandem HR. They are our solution center. You can check out their beautiful new website, great blog, great content, great information there, tandemhr.com. Or give them a call, 630-928-0510. So a jam-packed lineup we have. My first guest is joining me here in studio. I'm thrilled to be joined by Sam Therese, who is the CEO of Alverno Laboratories. Sam, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Shlom. I really appreciate being here. Absolutely. So, Sam, um, our uh, our listeners know I always love to get to know the person behind the microphone first, and then we'll certainly have our opportunity to talk about Alverno. But um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I, I've been around diagnostic laboratories for my entire career, but beyond that, um, I have a beautiful wife, three grown children, uh, and one grandchild. So, um, And we can't forget the 70-pound uh, golden doodle, no, Bella. Nobody can forget Bella. She makes sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, being a, a lover of golden doodles, which we just started talking about, I can relate. Um, so, Sam, you, as you said, you've... Uh, You've been in this uh, in this world, um, I, as I understand. You've uh, risen the ranks from vice president, CEO in a company that values quality service. Let's talk a little bit about that and talk about the growth um, for you personally and growth as a company. Well, I'd l- you know, like to share a little bit about Alverna Laboratories. You know, uh, the diagnostic laboratories are not something everybody's really terribly familiar with. Um, but it is probably something that just about everybody has experienced at some point in their life. Some of the very earliest um, tests that you have are just after birth, uh, where we rule out things like, um, uh, uh, I can't remember the disease, phenylketonuria, I believe is a PKU test. But really it's part of um, that kind of behind-the-scenes world of healthcare, uh, where... Um, it's there, and so many decisions are, are being made uh, using laboratory tests and the technologies that exist in laboratories today. Absolutely, and you pride yourself on not being just about the test tubes and the reports. Um, let's talk a little bit about your approach and why you stand out. You mentioned that diagnostic testing is something that everybody experiences at some point. What makes Alverno different? 
Well, I, I think it's that commitment we bring because it's not really a test that we do, but it's really treating a patient or, or helping with a patient. So it's not about a test tube of blood. It's really about the patient behind that. Uh, from a quality perspective, we uh, are an ISO certified laboratory, one of only a handful that exists in the country. Uh, and so uh, I think we bring that kind of mission and, and vision uh, throughout our organization, which uh, has grown quite a bit over the last several years. And so growth, indeed. Um, you now operate um, how many uh, laboratories um, and in which areas? So uh, today we actually um, operate and own over 36 uh, hospital laboratories uh, all throughout uh, Illinois and Indiana. Uh, as well as a very large central laboratory just over the border in Hammond, Indiana. Oh, wow, fantastic. So you're servicing um, many, many people, uh, all stages of life? Absolutely. As I said, I mean, testing starts from from infancy all the way up to the geriatric patient. Um, just about every um, person, group, disease uh, is really part of who we provide care to. Absolutely. And Sam, I know the, we talked earlier uh, that you are now the CEO of Alverno and uh, you have been um, you've been in a uh, you've been in this diagnostic space for uh, for quite a while. And but let's talk about the people behind those 36 hospital laboratories. Um, you've got a lot of people behind the scenes providing that level of quality and providing that level of service. Tell us a little bit about your team. Well, I mean, the team overall is quite large. So in Alverno today, there's uh, well over 2,100 associates uh, involved in the laboratory. Um, They're spread across maybe 120 locations uh, from those folks that uh, collect your blood when you go in for a test to uh, those that live behind the scenes uh, and doing just an amazing job with the the sheer volume of testing that we do each and every day. And... In today's day and age, uh, there is significant uh, advancement and improvement in technology. Um, Sam, how do you see your line of work changing over the coming years? What's your prediction or forecast for Alverno over uh, perhaps the next 10 years? Oh, my. I mean, I think the the level of technology in in the laboratory world is quite phenomenal. Um, For most, you know, everybody kind of has that picture of uh, uh, somebody with a test tube, um, kind of looking for that reaction. Well, today it involves uh, significant levels of robotics, uh, significant levels of automation, a massive array of of different technologies, Um, probably some of the more um, cutting edge that I think are going to influence the future of the laboratory over the next decade uh, are are really in in the areas of kind of digital pathology, for example, uh, it's kind of the, that state where we're uh, moving away from, you know, the best technology is, you know, we always take pictures with our camera and <laughs> run them to the drugstore. And now today, uh, we don't do that anymore. Uh, it's all uh, electronic. And then from a testing uh, perspective, it's really starting to look at a person's DNA uh, or the D- DNA of a, a tumor or a disease. Uh, and really honing in on uh, what the diagnosis is and uh, hopefully the treatment and improving the outcome for patients. And you started at Alverno, uh, Sam, in 2005 as vice president in charge of hospital operations. Have you seen that advancement um, during your uh, time in the company? 
Uh, definitely. I've, I've had the great and amazing pleasure to actually lead that transformation. So um, Alverno is at that cutting edge, uh, particularly in the precision medicine or uh, sequencing or uh, DNA space, uh, along with uh, digital pathology. So I've had that great pleasure uh, to not only see it, but um, actually kind of help drive that uh, in the organization. Absolutely. So uh, then, Sam, you became the CEO in 2010. And uh, we are the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. So uh, for our small business owners uh, that might be tuning in tonight, um, people are no doubt uh, curious, uh, what are, what's the most rewarding uh, thing that you experience in your day as, in your typical day as a CEO? And perhaps if I could venture just a little bit further, what's the most challenging part of your day? Sure. Yeah, it's, um, you know, for those starting out, it's, uh, it's, it's great to you know, find something that you're passionate about and you, you want to get up and you know, do each and every day, um, you know, that you're not you know, sitting in bed saying, oh, gee, I don't want to go to work or the office today. But if, if you're passionate about it, that never happens. You know, I, I think the most rewarding things we, we see or I see as you uh, kind of try to mentor and develop people as you watch them make that, that step or uh, take on that, that project or that new initiative and, and actually see them have success. Um, there's nothing uh, more uh, special uh, than to see people really uh, evolve in their career uh, and, and continue to grow, along with some of the uh, amazing successes and the stories you'll hear when uh, you know you develop a new test or a new test is out there and a uh, physician is using it and you you actually see a real outcome where you potentially saved a life or influenced uh, the care of patients. Absolutely. Um, you know, the challenges, uh, I don't know that I'd call them challenges. Let's just say they're opportunities. Mm-hmm. I know that's rather cliche to say, but the reality is, is there's always challenges. Uh, in this day and age, uh, finding people uh, is, is a significant uh, challenge, not only finding them, but sure. finding the right ones. Well, we'll have to leave it there because, believe it or not, we are just about out of time. And uh, that challenge is, as you said, an opportunity because uh, the, you are a growing company and you're always looking for people. If people are curious uh, to learn more about uh, Alverno Laboratories or, or want to talk to you or your team further, how can they get a hold of you? Well, they can always go to our website, uh, www.alvernolabs.com. There's ways to connect with all of our leaders, uh, look at uh, career opportunities. Um, uh, Also, I'm pretty sure my email address is there as well. Uh, So, or uh, you can always call my office, uh, area code uh, 219-989-3814. Fantastic. Uh, I do return messages whenever possible. It might take me a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam Therese, the CEO of Alverno Laboratories, thanks so much for coming in and sharing your story, the, sh- the fantastic growth story of Alverno Laboratories. We appreciate you coming in. Look forward to uh, following your success Great. here on Get Down's Business. Thanks for having me, Shalom. Uh, coming up after the break, I'm going to be chatting with Lee Eisenstadt, um, and we'll be talking more about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Don't touch that dial. Chicago we will be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. What a great conversation with the CEO of Alverno Laboratories. And now, as promised, I'm thrilled to be joined by Lee Eisenstead, who is the author of a brand new book, Leading with Courage. Lee, welcome to the program. 
Thank you, Shalom. So glad to be here. It's great to have you. So uh, we will talk about the book, but uh, as I always love to do, would love to get to know you and understand a little bit about why you wrote the book and why you have established the Leading with Courage Academy. Lee, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I grew up in the Chicago area, worked at Baxter, uh, was my first job out of college or grad school, and then moved up to Wisconsin where I was with S.C. Johnson. Uh, They make Windex and Pledge and those kinds of products. And I was there for about 25 years uh, as a finance and operations executive, both in the U.S. and Europe. And then I uh, was COO at two uh, very large accounting firms. One was a top five firm and the other was a top 50 firm. And it was based on all of those experiences and seeing how understanding your blind spots can really uh, open up new opportunities for you. If you become aware of your blind spots and have the courage to address them uh, from a leader, leadership or a management point of view, it makes a huge difference in where you go. In my own case, once I became aware of a significant blind spot I had, which was being not comfortable talking about myself, um, and that's typical of a finance exec, I was able to get a five-year assignment in Paris, France as a director of finance for half a dozen countries. <laughs> That's so it exciting. really does make a difference. <laughs> it's exciting yeah. when you identify those nine. Uh, well, I, in, I don't want to get ahead of uh, get ahead of you, but uh, you've uh, in your book, you've, you, you talk about the nine blind spots that can derail the impact of leaders and managers. And uh, no doubt it was because of that uh, learning experience that you went through on your own. So Lee, you wrote the book, which is an Amazon bestseller, called Leading with Courage, Nine Critical Behaviors of Effective Leaders and Managers. So you took your own experience, your own story, and you've decided to make sure others um, learn from it and do better. I don't want to share the secret sauce, but uh, Lee, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the challenges that you address in the book. Well, just one correction. It wasn't just my experiences. I went out and interviewed 40 CEOs who had all been in their jobs for more than two years because... 40 to 50% of CEOs and other C-suite execs are fired, quit, or fail in the first 18 months on the job. And I wanted to understand why that was happening. And it was between my experiences and the experience of these 40 CEOs that I was able to put together the list of nine blind spots. And if you're not careful, you run into these, and depending on how badly you step on that landmine and if you step on multiples, it can totally derail your career. Uh, An example of one of them is not respecting the culture of the organization. So imagine you're a new person, you come into an organization for the first time, and you're running rampant, you know, just amok like a bull in a china shop. You aren't going to last very long. Uh, Same if you just come in with the answer and say, you know, this is how you guys do it, but this is how we did it. You're not going to win many friends. And so there are nine of those blind spots uh, that, if you're not careful, they can certainly impact your agenda and could derail your career. Uh, and so the book goes through that. There's even a self-assessment in the book that you can take to identify which of those blind spots you need to be on the alert for. Absolutely. And everybody, uh, everybody struggles with one of those areas. So, uh, Lee, you talked a little bit about your own, uh, your, your, your blind spot, um, <laughs> talking about yourself. Obviously, you've overcome that. You're, uh, you're joining me here on the radio, uh, which is fantastic. Um, but you've also established the, uh, the Leading with Courage Academy. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, who goes through that academy. Yeah, it, it's 
individuals and teams. That's who we focus on. And what we're doing is helping them gain peace of mind and confidence that they're being effective as leaders and managers. So we have a series of workshops, assessments, and coaching programs that they can take to become more self-aware of those blind spots. And then when they want help addressing them, we're there to help them. We've got 14 executive coaches uh, in addition to myself. So we have quite a lot of resources that we can put to this. Uh, we license a number of assessments such as DISC and emotional intelligence and uh, employee engagement that give you just all of these insights. Well, what's really interesting, I'll turn it back over to you, Sean, because I know you got a lot of questions. 95% of us think we're self-aware, but the real number is only 12 to 15%. And that's the opportunity out there. Absolutely. Uh, there certainly is an opportunity out there. And so, Lee, you are uh, Chicago-based. The Leading with Courage Academy is Chicago-based. Um, but do you work with executives um, in which geographic areas? We work all over the country, Sholem. It, it doesn't, uh, we're not limited by geography. And uh, while it's much more effective doing it, you know, coaching face-to-face, we can even do it over the phone. But it usually begins with a group going through a a program as a team, and then they break off into smaller groups that need, you know, just a little bit more attention or have some special issues that we we can address better uh, one-on-one. So we do it either in groups or uh, face-to-face or uh, over the phone. Certainly. And and tell us a little bit about some of the uh, success stories, uh, companies or organizations that have gone through uh, have, that have gone through the program, that have worked with you or one of your other coaches, um, and how it has uh, helped their culture and helped their leadership, because ultimately that's what it's all about. Yeah, what, we, what we've got is a tool. I mean, we're one of the few, I think, sort of consultants that can actually measure everything we're doing in the area of leadership development. So we like to track the changes in employee engagement. And we measure that every 90 days. And you can tell them what's going on. Everything you're doing in leadership development is to help the employees be more engaged, present, focused, energized. And so we track it when we start and then every 90 days thereafter. And it's been a great, a great example of it was in a company that uh, had just done a merger and they brought two companies, another company of like size together with them. And we were able to measure the employee engagement of the acquired company and the acquiring company. And over time, we could get those two companies to have the same level of engagement. Of course, you know, one's going to be lower than the other, usually the acquired company. We get them to the same level and then take them up, you know, from there together. Uh, Because we, we can see where it's going well, where it isn't going well. And it's one of the only ways I know to tell what's the progress of the integration of an M&A deal, for example. Um, I don't know of any other way to do it. And so that, that was one, one case. Uh, we also have been starting to work with, and this is brand new, employee stock ownership plans, companies that have ESOPs, and they have this great need to build a culture of leadership and a culture of ownership. And we're finding all of our tools fit very well with these ESOPs and can make such a big difference in the success or the benefits that the employees and the and the owners of the company get. 
Certainly. And Lee, our leadership is a very general term. Is there a specific size organization that is the sweet spot or uh, can you work with, uh, with leaders and managers at any level? We find we can work at any level, Shalom, but we're finding we're best suited to the middle market. And let's say that's from 25 million to 250 million. We can work bigger than that and smaller than that. It, what it really more depends on well, are two things. The situation the company's in, for example, do they have an ESOP? Have they just completed a buy-side M&A deal involving a culture integration? Are they having some issues with employee turnover so they need to get their employees more engaged? So there's a set of situations that apply to us, but also, you know, are they coachable? Do they want to change? And that's the biggest obstacle. That's probably the biggest one we face, and it's our biggest competitor. It isn't other consultants. It's people in organizations that just say, "Ah, I don't need this. I'm the CEO. I know all of this stuff. And as I said, 95% of us think we're self-aware, but the real number is 12 to 15%. And so key is what's their situation and are they coachable? Well, we've certainly all seen uh, folks on on both sides of this. So, uh, Lee, we are out of time, and I want to make sure that folks know where they can find a, uh, where they can find your, your, your new book, uh, Leading with Courage, yep. as well as information about the Leading with Courage Academy. Lee, where can they uh, find out uh, a little bit uh, more about your services? Yeah, the book is available on Amazon, and it's available as a Kindle edition and a, a paperback, so they can go there and get that. You can go to our website, www.lwcacademy.com, and there's all kinds of downloads there and other information or you just give me a call my direct line is 312-827-2643 well lee we appreciate you joining us here on get down to business we'll be sure to follow your progress um enjoy the rest of the weekend and uh again thanks for all the information you're listening to get down to business and we'll be right back Hey, welcome back, Chicago. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And I'm thrilled to be joined by my next guest, Brian Dixon, the author of a brand new book, Start With Your People. Brian, welcome to the program. Hey, Shalom. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So you're an entrepreneur and business coach, and you've uh, you've left behind a series of burn bridges and failed projects before. You undertook an honest self-examination to to determine what went wrong. Let's talk a little bit about that experience, that sort of life-changing experience and how it led uh, to you writing that book and hopefully changing many, many more people's lives. That's, that sounds amazing. I think this is going to be really helpful for those entrepreneurs, those business leaders out there listening right now. Well, Brian, um, you, uh, let's talk about your conversations with, uh, I believe it was 53 individuals. Um, tell us yeah. a little bit about those conversations and, and that feedback that you collected. Oh, that's right. So I, I did this thing called a 360 assessment. And so, so for those of you that are, that are struggling right now with like, how do I grow my business or, you know, is, and people are canceling service, uh, at least for me, you know, I was running a marketing agency and, and we do one project, but that was it, you know, and people would move on and they wouldn't do a second project with us. And I, and I thought there's got to be something wrong. So I started working with a business coach and his recommendation was to do a 360 assessment where you get anonymous feedback from people that you've worked with. And the anonymous feedback was pretty blunt. <laughs> and and uh, something that kept coming up was Brian puts projects over people. And I think it's really easy to do as business leaders 
to focus on the end result, but sometimes kind of burn through our people as we're trying to achieve a goal. See, the book is called Start With Your People. When you say your people, who does that include? Just think about everybody that you interact with, right? So the people across the kitchen table from you, the people across the boardroom table from you, the, the people that are signing your checks and the people you're sending checks to. So basically people that are already in your life. And I think that's the best way to grow your business, to figure out your purpose, to generate profit, is to really show up for the people that are already in your life. So when you say show up, what are a couple of simple ways that you can show up and serve others uh, of influence? I love it. There's, there's two main questions that I try to ask on a daily basis So to other people. The first question is, what can I do to make your day? So even your employees, right, even your team members, if you were to say to them, hey, what can I do to make your day today? There's usually something that we're doing that's getting in the way of their success and we're completely unaware of it. And so to open up to our team and say, hey, what can I do to make your day? They might say, um, hey, can you take care of this one thing? You know, can you, can you open up 30 minutes earlier? Or, or can you make sure you send that email or whatever it is, but it's something small. So that's the first question. What can I do to make your day? Second question is, what are you working through? And that's a really good question to ask potential clients. Tell me what you're working through right now. You know, like basically it's another way to word it is, what challenges are you having right now? Because people know where they're stuck. They know where the pain is and people pay for the pain to go away. I love it. I love that philosophy and approach to networking. We talk about it often on this program. And I love that question. What are you working through? And uh, that, that information that it's sharing with you. So uh, I know in your, uh, in your book, you, uh, you talk uh, obviously uh, quite a bit uh, about your sort of personal challenges and perspective. And I don't want to give mm-hmm. away the secret sauce because I want to make sure people <laughs> get a copy of the book, Start With Your People, which will share uh, some information on how people can get that book uh, shortly. But when, how did shifting your mindset on money impact your life and business? That's something that we talk often about and I can never hear enough about. Oh, I love it. You know, so many of us have this, this baggage, right? This money mindset that's, that's flawed or broken. So perhaps you're coming from a faith-based space. Maybe you're coming from a nonprofit world. You know, maybe, maybe your parents were uh, employees and just kind of working towards a pension. But like whatever your family background, there are these habits, there are these cues, there are these, um, this, I call it tones of home, right? We, we've learned to think a certain way uh, based on the people that have been in our lives. And one of the, the kind of foundational principles of growing your business is the way that we think about money. And, and so many of us have a scarcity mindset. You know, we think if, if we don't get that, don't, you know, if a, if a competitor lands that client, then it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an ever-decreasing pie. And I actually believe the, other, the, the opposite. You know, I, I believe in the, in the law of abundance. It's just the, the reality that when we show up and we serve people well, uh, that more money is generated, right? So, so money continues to transfer throughout our economy. Like, what's the value of a dollar? You know, I use a dollar to pay a, a client, or you know, to, to, to pay a service provider. That service provider takes that dollar, and you know, and then they turn around and they pay somebody else, and that dollar continues. It's like an everlasting dollar, right? And so, having a, a fixed money mindset, improving your money mindset, where you're looking at. Um, Money not as the root of all evil, right? But money as a tool, as a tool just like water. And, uh, and water can be used to, uh, to quench your thirst or water can be used to do some pretty serious damage. 
And when we get right with our money mindset, I think it, it opens up so many opportunities to serve people well and to really grow your business. I love the approach. Uh, we're chatting with uh, Brian Dixon, the author of Start With Your People. I've had the book uh, now for a couple of weeks and already incorporated a bunch of the takeaways, uh, looking at how I uh, view, how I network, uh, how, I, uh, how I treat people as my dream team. Um, so lots of great mm-hmm. lessons for really anybody listening uh, tonight. Uh, whether you're a big business, small business, everybody can benefit from this. Uh, Brian, I want to make sure uh, people know how they can get a copy of the book. Start with your people. How can they learn more? I love it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So, you know, Amazon or Burns Noble, wherever you, wherever you grab your books, you know, that's the place to go. Uh, I recorded the Audible version, so you can hop over to Audible, especially for you uh, radio and podcast listeners out there. The Audible version is available right now, and the book is called Start With Your People. Start With Your People. Brian Dixon, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be right back and get down to business. Don't touch that dial. Hey, you're back on Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. We are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Check them out online, tandemhr.com. Give them a call, 630-928-0510. This is a real treat. I'm thrilled to be joined by the CEO of Penthouse, the Magic Penthouse. Um, I'm thrilled to be joined by Sin Ordu. Um, And uh, Sin, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Shalom. Absolutely. So, Sin, um, your story is a fantastic one. Um, you and your uh, your business partner, uh, Nick, uh, you guys have a fantastic story. And uh, I want to get into the Magic Penthouse and would love to get to know the people behind the Magic Penthouse. Uh, Sin, tell us a little bit about yourself. For sure. So, I actually moved to the U.S. just four and a half years ago. Um, I'm a, I have a master's degree in business psychology. And I was working as a business psychologist, as a consultant, and I just happened to do magic as a passion on the side. And I've been performing for 16 years now. Um, But then one day I just randomly went to a magic shop because that's what we do on the weekends. We kind of, you know, got to grab supplies like a deck of cards. And I run into this guy and he looks at me and he says, you're, you're, you don't seem like an odd guy. You seem like a normal magician. Here's my card. We should hang out. <laughs> I'm sure you come across all types um, when you're hanging out in a magic store, right? Exactly. That's kind of the point. There's, a, there's, there's some magicians out there who, ha- who happen to be a little bit too geeky for us. Um, so he, he just looked at me and with one look was like, you seem to be a normal guy. Um, we should hang out. And sure enough, I come meet him. And he was, at the time, he had a business a custom suit business in a penthouse. So I stop by there, we, we hang out, and eventually we, we get to find our own business in that penthouse. The Magic Penthouse. So the first show was in 2016, as you said, at the penthouse where um, Nick Roy uh, worked and the Magic Penthouse was born. So let's talk a little bit about what uh, what takes place at the Magic Penthouse. As, uh, as you said, you're not the typical magicians. You, are, uh, you uh, put on a very, very high-class experience, and um, you've attracted a fantastic um, audience. Their, the reviews are amazing. Uh, Sin, what's your secret? I mean, the secret is pretty simple. When I moved here, I started looking at a whole bunch of magic shows because there is a lot in the U.S., and I was unhappy because I, I said, this is, uh, you know, magic can be more than linking rings or, or sawing women in half. But that's, that's like the 19th century magic that people are doing. Um, and when Nick and I met at that beautiful space in the penthouse, I said, why don't we just throw a party, the kind of party we would want to attend as guests, 
and we just invite a whole bunch of magicians and, and see how that goes in a, in a very relaxed atmosphere. And we started from what would a party look like if we want to want to go? So we said, we definitely want to open bar because I don't want to worry about money at the point. We want live music because that's just an elevated atmosphere. And then we, we, we said, we, we only want good magicians. We want intimate magic. We want secret spaces. And that's how the whole thing developed. And um, lucky enough, from the very first one that, that we just did kind of for his clients for free because we wanted to see how it goes. Um, every single one after that, we sold out. Um, and yeah, and that kind of creates a buzz around it when people realize this is something that's completely unique right now in the world and they can't get tickets because it's always sold out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exciting. So you you clearly are a believer in the element of magic, but also in a fantastic performance. And that's why um, you have uh, been able to... Uh, to uh, to conduct countless corporate and private events for companies such as GE, Dunkin' Donuts, Zebra Technologies, Nestle, so many more examples. Um, why would a company come to the Magic Penthouse for their for their event? Um, what is your sort of value add proposition um, to uh, the businesses that might be tuning in tonight? Sure. So the as a business, when you when you're throwing events, whether it's a holiday party or it's a customer appreciation event, you're not doing these events because you're burning money because you have too much money. You're doing these events because you either want your employees to get more engaged or you want to connect with your customers. So we approach the whole topic from what is the goal from the company? And then we design the night around that. So we, we customize every event for our clients. That means when Dunkin' Donuts approached us and said, we have a new espresso launch, um, we said, well, let's perform the whole night exclusively with coffee props. <laughs> we performed with coffee, with sugar, with everything they could give us. We designed a, a, a three-hour show for influencers just for them. Um, and companies are always looking for the next big thing. And right now, I feel like there's a whole lot of the sameness out there. Absolutely. We, uh, this is a unique show. Unique. It's a unique show. It's a unique experience, both for the uh, for the businesses that might uh, that might work with the Magic Penthouse, as well as uh, for those that try to attend the shows. As you said, uh, they're they're sold out, which is uh, just amazing because, as you said, it hasn't been that long since you uh, moved to Chicago from Germany. So we're going to squeeze in a quick break, but I'm curious. I know you're getting married, uh, I believe, in about almost exactly a year from now um, to your yeah. lovely fiance. What will your wedding be like? Will Magic be incorporated there as well? <laughs> Funny that you're asking. It's actually the only uh, event that I'm doing where there is no magic allowed. My fiance was very specific about that. Oh wow, wow! That's uh, that's going to be a story in itself. That uh, that the amazing Sinordu and uh, does not uh, does not put on a magic show at his wedding. Um, that will be uh, that will be quite the story, and I'll be looking forward to following that. Um, so, Sin, as I said, we we've got to squeeze in a quick break, but I I do want to make sure that even before the break, we share information on how people can. Uh, find out about the shows because I know they book up well, well, well in advance. What's the website? Sure. The website is magicpenthouse.com. But as soon as you type in Magic Penthouse in Google, you will see all of our pages because of all the reviews. So you can't really not find us as long as you remember the name Magic Penthouse. Magicpenthouse.com. And uh, coming up after the break, we're going to continue our conversation with Sin Ordu, the CEO of the Magic Penthouse. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about his experiences in Chicago, talk about his experiences putting on these amazing, unique uh, shows. I'll be right back and get down to business. The show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You could get on my website, shalomkline.com, download past shows and get a sneak peek of who will be on next week. 
Hey, we're back, and we are chatting with Sin Order, the CEO of the Magic Penthouse. Uh, Sin was just telling us uh, a little bit about the shows, the unique experience um, filled with uh, music, magic, an open bar, uh, lots of uh, lots of great stuff um, at the at the event. So, Sin, where do where do your shows take place? So right now we're partnering with the Kim Palomar Hotel right in downtown Chicago just because we needed to step up our game when it came to drinks and food and all of that. So we're really providing a luxury experience now on all levels because that's a phenomenal luxury hotel. Um, and we have a gorgeous space there with multiple rooms that we utilize every month. That's exciting. So for those that uh, are not quite, uh, maybe not quite yet in the magic scene in Chicago, I know you talked about you meeting your your partner. Unfortunately, you didn't scare him off and he didn't scare you off um, it, when, when you met uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, what is the magic scene in Chicago like? We have a great magic scene in Chicago, actually, and I highly recommend people to check out even more spaces than just the magic penthouse. There's the magic lounge up in Andersonville with with really great rotating performance from all over the country. There's the magic parlor at the, uh, what's it called, the Palmer Hotel with Dennis Watkins. Great one-man show as well. Um, so really multiple options to see great magic. Um, both of these locations are going to be a little bit more classic style of magic versus the magic penthouse. We're trying to push the envelope and see what can magic be in the 21st century. It's cool. And I know it's a very intimate, up-close setting, um, which is unique. And the reason I'm, I'm so fascinated by this is we talk on this program all about business. And, uh, I, you know, magic is not, uh, is not a common uh, industry that, uh, that, we, that we frequently uh, feature on this program. So I, I know I'm already hearing from some of our listeners that are fascinated as, as much as I am. And that means that if you want to see one of these performances, you're going to have to plan well in advance. Um, and it's, uh, it's a great experience um, for anybody, whether you are a business uh, audience or uh, or just looking for an amazing evening out. Um, so, Sin, uh, I, I'm curious, how have you found Chicago in general? I know you uh, you moved here in uh, 2015. I believe it was just around New Year's 2015. Um, yep. What uh, what have your what has your experience been so far? I mean, to me, the best city I could have ever asked for. It's it's just incredible the amount of opportunity that's out there and the open mindedness. I go to, to New York quite a lot and a couple other cities, and, and I just find Chicago, it doesn't matter who you meet, everyone just wants to sit down and have coffee and talk to you. And that's kind of how I build a network, and I was able to start a business without ever planning on it, just because the city brought me so much luck and so many great people. Amen, my friend. That's right. Uh, that, that is the, uh, the, the unique Chicago advantage, um, which is pretty cool. So, Sin, sort of putting the magic uh, piece aside for a moment, you are the CEO of a business and um, a relatively new business. What advice do you have for those that might be tuning in um, that's looking, uh, an entrepreneur, an aspiring entrepreneur that's looking to establish their business? Are there any mistakes that you made that perhaps you'd like to educate people on uh, to make sure they don't uh, sort of uh, do the same things or, uh, or any things that you've done right um, that, you, that you would recommend to others? I mean, there's, there's pretty much the two things that everyone always says, but, but no one really follows. One is um, we're horrible judges of opportunity, I think just generally as, as humans. So whenever I go in a meeting and I think this is going to be the big breakthrough, it's not. But then when I go into a, a magic shop and I run into Nick Roy and it changes my life. Um, so the, the idea of just 
keep saying yes to everything that's kind of being offered to you. Meet people for the weirdest things, even if they ask. And usually that's where when life-changing things happen. Um, so instead of thinking, oh, that's not worth my time, I feel like a lot of people are very uh, stingy with their time, Whether they should, but really they should be just seizing the opportunity and everything because you don't know who you're going to meet at that garden fest. That's great advice, being open-minded. So, uh, Sin Order, that music means that we are out of time. How can people, once again, get tickets and find out more about the Magic Penthouse? For sure. I mean, next show is on October 11th, com. and if you want to book a holiday party, you better get on that quick because we're about to be booked out for December. That's right. MagicPenthouse.com. Sin Ordu, CEO of the Magic Penthouse. Thanks for joining us on the air. You're listening to Get Down to Business to Success. Let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday right here at 6 p.m. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.